nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together, we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. What's up, you guys? Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to talk all about owning your uniqueness and overcoming the fear of being disliked. So I don't know about you, but I have encountered this very thing so often as a large theme of my life. I feel like so much of my life has bumped up against me just simply being rejected and not being accepted. It's something that I have encountered even throughout childhood, early adulthood, and even now in certain themes. And it said that the hero's journey is to be experienced and there has to be adversity along the way or else what's the point of the storyline, right? Like it's not even interesting if there's not some form of adversity. So if you can relate to this, if you feel like you're the black sheep, if you feel like you're the scapegoat, that you're the outcast, that you're misunderstood because somehow you just, you feel different and you maybe feel like people don't get you, then you're going to love today's episode. So let's kind of start by talking about the pain of feeling like a bit of an outcast. So I'm going to get into a bit of my own story that maybe you can relate to, and um, we'll go from there. And I will explain how ultimately I have found freedom in the acceptance of my uniqueness and how you can go about that for yourself and start to feel a bit more self-acceptance and a bit more comfortable in your skin and ultimately just unapologetic about who you are. Okay. So growing up, I had ADHD. This is not something that I knew about until my adult years. Um, As most of you know, I'm an intuitive. I am a psychic medium. So I was constantly just like picking up on nuanced energy 
around me. Oftentimes, you know, people would say one thing, but I would be feeling a resonance of something else off of them. You know, it was like, they're saying one thing, but they really meant another thing. And I think people just kind of like, the sense that I always got was that people just didn't know how to deal with me because I would not be shy about, you know, pointing out like, Hey, I don't think you're telling the truth or, Hey, I don't agree with that because I could just feel that there was some sort of something that was just like off. And because my brain works a little differently, it forced me to not want to conform. And that's a big deal because in my upbringing, I grew up in a very, um, high control religious environment. And within this environment, it was, um, of evangelism. Basically, if you did not adhere to the rules, if you did not do what was expected of you, it wasn't just, oh, you know, you're a bad person or you're to be looked down upon. No, it was your soul was actually hanging in the balance. You know, it was, if you're not adhering to these things, then it could determine the um, eternal outcome of your soul. As in, uh, we'll, we'll get into that in another podcast. I'm honestly going to try really hard to not go there, um, even though this is so rooted in within my religious trauma and where a lot of this would crop up in my life. But ultimately, um, you know, there was a lack of freedom to just be human, ultimately, not even to be myself, but just to be human and make mistakes. There was a, you know, heavy expectation of perfectionism, which we'll get into in another episode very soon. So this wasn't just in church. This was also at home. This was also at school. So within my home, you know, church wasn't just the only place where these rules applied. These rules were very much enforced within my home. So it was, you know, you are to live this very specific way and present a very specific way in everything you do, from the way that you talk, to the way that you eat, to the way that you interact with other people, to the way that you play sports, to the way that you take a test at school. Like every single nuance of my life was directed by my religion and the expectations of me. And this is tough. Like if you are your own person, if you are unique in your own little ways, um, if you can relate to this, you can see, I'm sure how this just can feel pretty oppressive, right? So all throughout adulthood, um, I felt like things just were a bit complicated. So due to um, just my perception of the world based on my worldview that had been conditioned from that religious upbringing, as well as not feeling safe to be myself, it, it made things a bit strange. And I mean, let's be real. I'm kind of odd anyway, right? Like I, I present in such a peculiar way that honestly, I know many people um, maybe can't understand the nuance of what it's like to constantly be picking up energy, but also having more of a creative brain. And then also I feel like I have very much a balance of that intellectual side of my brain too. So 
And just having ADHD, like if you guys know, you're always kind of three steps ahead of what people are saying. And it's like you take a totally different path to get to a conclusion that someone else might take, you know, a, a totally different way to get there. Right. So because of this, I would experience so much guilt and shame for the authenticity of who I was. So I, I'm a little quirky. I'm goofy, but I'm also like very serious. I'm um, big hearted. I love to have a deep conversation and I want to connect deeply. And I wasn't really safe to do that for a lot of my life. There was, um, because what would happen is I would ask questions that would be provoking enough to, you know, make the people around me uncomfortable. This mostly had to do with the religious spaces that I was in and not as much like in um, the outside world. But you have to understand too, with this religious upbringing, it was taught to me that it's not safe to interact with people outside of that religion, right? So um, it again, it kept me trapped. It kept me small. So that being said, it brought about large amounts, again, of guilt and shame. And essentially, I constantly was receiving the message that if I did not adhere to being a certain way, that I would receive no sanctification from God. I would be rejected from God, my friends, and my family. And so as you can imagine, this brought about like large amounts of stress and anxiety, ultimately like making it feel just unsafe as a whole. Um, and anything that was expected of me, I had to take action on. So eventually not being myself and having to constantly have the stress of coloring within the lines of what was expected of me made me sick in my early adulthood. Many of you know my story in terms of my eating disorders and um, that I went through divorce. And uh, that was, there's a lot of nuance to that time in my life. If you want some details on that, you can check out episode one and two. And you can get the behind the scenes of all of that. But basically, I was expected to be perfect, you know, at work, at home, by my family, by my friends, by the church, which ultimately were all underneath the umbrella of the church to some degree. So um, eventually these feelings of oppression among deeper reasons eventually is what caused me to leave my marriage. And this was in my early 20s. I got married at 20. I left um, like 25, 26 years old. And, you know, not having permission to be yourself and then stepping into adulthood when you ultimately are trying to figure out how to adult, how to go about the world and live life can be very complicated. So, Ultimately, me leaving my marriage was a huge, huge disparity to the community that I was a part of. And ultimately, the worst thing that could have happened did happen. I was rejected by everyone. I lost the support of practically everyone in my life. At least it was associated 
with the church. So in total, I probably had about four to five people outside of that that had any remote support for me. So imagine losing all of your friends that you grew up with, that you played sports with, that you went to school with, as well as your family. And my family has since come back around. I'm sure we'll have ups and downs in life as we do, but um, it's taken a long time, right? So the worst thing happened. I broke all the rules and I left everybody very disappointed. This was the most liberating thing that could have happened to me. For the first time in my life, I had decided that choosing myself and my authenticity and who I am and what I want over what I was always told for the first time, I chose that. And even though I lost so much along the way, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Because the truth is, if I would have stayed in that space, I would not be here talking to you today. Any of the content that you've ever seen from me online or any of the podcasts, my work in general would be non-existent. I would have stayed either a skincare specialist or started to work in the church, and that would have been my trajectory. It was actually very interesting because there was a point in time when I was starting to come to the realization of the levity of all the ways in which I wasn't living as my true self. And as it was making me sick and I was realizing that it was really affecting me on, you know, a deep level and affecting my nervous system, I started to think like, well, what would my life be like if I didn't live, if I weren't a part of this, if I didn't live this way? And when you ask that question, you can't help but ask, okay, but what would it be like if I stayed? And I got, I remember specifically where I was standing. I was in our spare bedroom when I was married to my ex. And I had that thought of what is my life going to be like when I'm 40 years old? And I'm probably about 24 at the time. I remember instantly getting a vision of me in my 40s. I was overweight. I felt just uncomfortable in my body. My body felt painful. I remember feeling like I had a bunch of ailments and issues that were going on. I had, I was still in the marriage. I was exhausted to say the least. It seemed like fatigue was the four facing thing that I did feel in that moment. And I remember having kids in the picture and this is terrible, but this is the reality that I remember seeing my kids and seeing my ex-husband and just resenting every nuance of my life. I didn't want the kids. I didn't want my husband. Like I didn't want the situation that I was in because I had like suppressed and made myself so small for so long that I ultimately hated my life and I hated myself. That was the vision that I saw if I would have stayed on that trajectory. And I share that to ask, have you ask yourself, you know, if you continue to color within the lines and stay small, where's your life ultimately going to go? So for the first time in my life, 
I gave myself permission to be myself. I left everyone disappointed. The worst thing that could have happened, happened. I was rejected by everybody for a very long time. So ultimately, this led to me moving from Western North Carolina to Cleveland, Ohio. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I could breathe. I felt like I was, for the first time, loved unconditionally, appreciated unconditionally. There were not all these things that I constantly had to check off in order to be good enough. But I could be my weird ass self and be completely loved and appreciated for it. And knowing as I was stepping into this new chapter in my life that it was going to bring me right here to you listening to me as we are right now. I knew that I had a bigger purpose in life. I knew that on some level I needed to help people and show them that they are capable and remind them of the power that they have within. Because I was like, okay, if I can leave this situation and honestly, you guys, I had hope of that and that everything would work out. But truthfully, I was super worried that I was going to end up homeless or something on the street because you have to understand part of my religious upbringing included being encouraged to not have further education. So I did end up going to a community college. And as you know, I did go on to get certified for nutrition and among other certifications. But in terms of a traditional college, I never went and it was highly discouraged. So I didn't have any skills and I basically had to pull myself up literally by my bootstraps and I had to teach myself everything. It was very much part of the culture that the women, this, it's funny to say it like this, but ultimately this is what it was. The women were not supposed to know how to do a whole lot outside of the home. I didn't know how to change my oil. I didn't know. I mean, I remember nearly having panic attacks, like (laughs) calling to make an appointment for the dentist office, you know, just ultimately taking care of life and doing life things, filing your taxes, like figuring out how to run a business, like all these things, figuring out how to run a home and take care of a house, take care of a car. I had to figure it out on my own because I was kept to be a certain way. It was expected that ultimately my husband would always just take care of those things. So it was never, you know, bothered for, for that to be taught to me. So ultimately this became my freedom. And I share this story with you because if you in some way feel that you can't fully step into what you want in this life, I'm here to tell you that it's just a fallacy. Whatever you accept will be true. So if you do the absolute scariest thing and step out on a limb by yourself and risk rejection, you're also going to open the biggest door to ultimately your purpose. 
And I think that a lot of times that this is why people have such a hard time discovering their purpose because they are so scared to step into the bravery that's required to to go apart from the fold, right? To swim upstream, to leave the tribe, because ultimately there's something very primal within us that tells us that's not safe. If you don't have the protection of your tribe, you are out in the wilderness on your own to fend for yourself. You guys, that's an old dusty notion. We have YouTube to teach us everything, okay? <laughs> like you just simply have to put yourself out there and understand like if I can do this, you can do this. If other people that are probably less smart than you have done this, you can do this. And the thing is too, there's someone out there that is searching for your very specific flavor that you have. You know, not everybody wants chocolate ice cream. Some people want peanut butter, M&M, sardine, I don't know, <laughs> Sour Patch Kids ice cream. Like, you guys know me if you've been here for any length of time. I love astrology. I love tarot. I love being in nature. I, again, deep conversations, just really going in depth about life. And I love to work out. I love fitness. I love CrossFit. I love to push my boundaries. I love to like push the edges of my comfort zone and get after it. So there's just this dichotomy, for example, within me that I feel like oftentimes like I'm in between worlds and I know that I'm odd. I know that I'm a little weird, you know, but I also own that. And I think that it comes with like a level of respect of respect from some people. And then there's going to be a lot of people and there have been a lot of people that I totally, you know, they feel so put off by me. They just get the ick, right? But guess what? Those people are not for me. And the people that reject you are not for you. When you're more yourself, you're going to attract more of the people that are for you to you. You become this beacon of light for the people that are meant for you. So you may lose a lot of people, but I'm telling you, you, you lose the quantity and you gain the quality. I have so much less stress in my life, the more myself I become. I don't have to pretend anymore. I get to create my personal growth based on my authenticity. And I, I'm good at doing what I do instead of worrying about, quote, what I should be doing. So I hope this encourages you today. I hope you go about your day and you start to ask yourself these questions. Lean into the fear and do the scary thing. Take some action. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Never Set a Life podcast. I would love to have your rating and review. So let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at Never Set a Life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. 
I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever felt like there's something inside of you and, and it just knows, it knows where you're going? And you're so busy doubting yourself. And you're so 